Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The secret to well-being is discovering the power that is your birthright. The power to create a happier, healthier life. Drawn from our own vast internal resources. Join Jules and her guests as they gently guide you to shift your perspective from the familiar negative to the divinely connected, a place that will not only positively impact your world, but possibly shift the planet. It's all right here on Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Welcome to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I'm Jules from beautiful and very warm Southern California. This is my first show since I came back from the Wealth Creation Cruise out of Boston to Nova Scotia. It was wonderful in every respect, especially getting to know all the attendees. What a powerful group of people that came aboard. One of the most popular workshops on the cruise was Harrison Klein. He is absolutely brilliant, so I wanted to bring Harrison on my show to talk about some amazing things. I know this is a show you will want to listen to over and over again because Harrison talks about some powerful things in regards to success and wealth, and he says things in such a way that I've never really heard before. I know you're going to love tonight's show, so sit back, relax, kick up your feet, and listen in as we chat with luminary Harrison Klein. We'll be right back after these words. You're listening to Law of Attraction Radio Network, enhancing the well-being of millions of listeners worldwide. LOARadioNetwork.com is heard through 25 different internet radio stations, as well as iTunes Radio, Stitcher.com, and our mobile apps. The Law of Attraction Radio Network, your trusted source of daily inspiration at LOARadioNetwork.com. Need help realizing your dreams? As a hypnotherapist specializing in the law of attraction, Jules Johnson can help you to break through your critical mind into your manifested dream. Get started today by going to lawofattractiontools.com. Set up a personal Skype video or phone session. Law of Attraction Tools is there to help you turn your desires into reality. That's lawofattractiontools.com. Welcome back to Law of Attraction Talk Radio with Jules. I am thrilled to announce the next cruise on October 4th out of the Port of Long Beach in California. It's just a three-day cruise, but it is exceptionally powerful 
and it's featuring Eric Altman. If you have health problems, if you have love or relationship problems, or if you have money problems, Eric will not only change the energy surrounding you, but he will change the energy brought forward from your ancestors through your DNA. Yes, it is going into the past and changing that energy so that we can release all the detrimental effects of our ancestors. This is exciting stuff. And I am so anxious to be in the same room as Eric as he literally changes everyone's energy. He did this to me through an interview. And I got to tell you, it was so powerful. I actually had to go lay down. This is going to be a short but amazing cruise. And I'm so looking forward to it. And you know why I love cruises so much? Because we can't use the phone, we can't text, and we really can't use the computer either. All we can do is bond together in love, and it is the most amazing experience. So I want you to come and join me on October 4th out of the Port of Long Beach for this most amazing energy cruise. It's affordable and it's pure magic. Go to lawofattractioncruise.com and sign up. Need a payment plan? Oh, no problem. We will make it work. Lawofattractioncruise.com. And don't forget about the iLiving app as well. Here is an easy way for you to manifest money while helping others. Check it out at ilivingapp.com slash LOA Radio Network. And as you will find out from Harrison Klein, money is so easy to manifest. So with that, let's talk to Harrison Klein. You know, they call him the world's leading transformational luminary. Transformational because he has directly helped guide and teach thousands of people from every corner of the world into a new light and a new understanding of their spiritual potential and he's called a luminary because he enlightens others and helps them raise their consciousness from one level to the next and if you combine the two transformational and luminary you will have the ultimate reality-based answer to one of life's greatest challenges who am i and what am i meant to do while on this planet As I found out on our Wealth Creation Cruise, Harrison can deliver those answers, and he does it exceptionally well. Welcome, Harrison, to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I am so delighted that you're with me today because you were spectacular on our cruise. I am equally delighted to be here, Jules. I mean, we had a great time. It was a wonderful cruise. And for those of you guys who missed it this year, don't miss the next one. (laughs) It was awesome. (laughs) It really was so much fun. But the things that you taught us and you talked about in your workshop, it was just mesmerizing. That's the word that keeps on coming to mind. It was mesmerizing because you just couldn't, You couldn't take your attention away from what you were talking about. So, Harrison, I want to start at the beginning here. And you have a phenomenal uh, history, a story 
that is just mind-blowing. Would you share that with my wonderful audience? Yes, yeah, it was very dramatic, Jules. Thank you so much. Um, you know, basically, um, I struggled psychologically for 30 years. Um, uh, I struggled to make a living. I struggled to find productive, energized work. I struggled to find decent people to work with and uh, decent pay to be be treated well, to have values in the market, to have value and values in the marketplace, to have values, integrity and character, and to find God in a meaningful work uh, that was fun. So I started out as a young man in um, uh, born to Holocaust survivors who had suffered every indignity that the imagination could think of perpetrating from one human being onto another. And in that process, uh, my parents uh, developed a very, very high level of fear, scarcity complex, complexes, uh, uh, anger, resentment, fear, uh, the dynamics of shrinkage, the, dyna- the dynamics of human shrinkage and fear. And... I was born into that environment. The, uh, uh, I guess, the vibrations and the uh, the whole sense of the household that I grew in, grew up in, were incredibly diminutive. They were always conditioning. They were always uh, conditioning me to be less than expressive in every way, and uh, I was a precocious child, anxious to express myself. I was full of. Uh, them and vigor and vitality and my parents couldn't take it and so then they because they were in this fear place and full of scarcity and all that they were, they began to um, isolate and diminish and criticize me as I'm sure the story goes with many many other people and I being sensitive uh, and out there in a, in a way that's uh, kind of um, you know, fully engaged, actually began to submit and, and to the programming because obviously parents are stronger and human young kids are are sponge sponges of what the values are around them and what the circumstances are around them. And so I retreated into what today would be considered uh, Asperger's disease and. Uh, um, which is a full light form of autism, whereby no one can, uh, the the person with it cannot make contact, eye contact, auditory contact, or um, tactile contact easily. Um, the look of um, experience from the eyes of somebody who is Asperger's, or at least from my eyes during that particular period, was the way that you might see a movie of a blind person. There was a lot of fog and just a lot of silhouettes for the visual of my life there, and just representative of the fog that was going on inside of me and the retreat and the fear and the isolation that I had accepted. The auditory portion of my life was that I could hardly focus at all because I was putting all of my resistance into energy. I was putting all my energy into resistance. I'm sorry, I was putting all my energy into resistance of not having an experience with human beings. Um, and the um, body's portion of that was I kept numbing myself to feeling anything, and so when you do that, actually the numb, the numbing is not the, the deadening and the dullness, it actually becomes pain. And I had a, um, 
I had what Edgar Tolley calls a pain body that whenever anybody within comes within six feet of me or came within six feet of me, I experienced uh, sharp uh, pain in my body, in my ribs or in my chest or uh, my legs or different parts of me. And so communication became impossible with, with people. I was a voracious reader, and as long as something wasn't um, animated in any form, I... I could relate to something that was stable and, and steady, like a rock or a tree or something of that nature, or a book, but I couldn't relate to anything that even moved slightly without some form of pain. And in this place of Asperger's, I mean, when, I was, when people talked to me, I could only, only when their attention was on me, and I sensed that from, from this place of sort of a, a prisonish hell, uh, I, I could try to focus on the last few words that they said to me and reconstruct what the beginning of that request or talk was all about, if I needed to answer something. And so I was in this very dark, very isolated, very... Um, prisonish existence that I had done to myself, uh, not knowing that the pain that I had created for myself was my own, and I kept suppressing and compressing my emotions deeper and deeper into my life, and to the point of where they gained massive power. And one day in about 1970. Who knows, could have been 72, could have been 74. Those years blend together a little bit for me. But uh, one day in my early uh, 20s, I was uh, sitting in a chair in uh, Coventry, uh, the section of Coventry in Cleveland, Ohio, on an overstuffed chair. And without warning, I was just sort of contemplating and staring into space without any real um, purpose of being there. But without warning, I was yanked from my body in this massive uh, a tube of white light and sent spinning into the universe in this amazing vortex of, of uh, speed and velocity that sent me shooting through what we would call the kind of the spatial known universe at this point. Uh, it was space and I was watching, you know, colors and sounds and patterns of things coming at me at the speed of light. And I was watching, you know, uh, planets birth themselves and die before my eyes, suns explode. I was watching galaxies spinning. I was seeing this enormous uh, uh, configuration of music and, and, and not time, but music and, and space collapsing and expanding. And I was actually sent through this vortex and the velocity was probably so intense that if I had been in a human body at that point, I would have exploded many times over. But I was going through this and I had no idea whether it was two minutes or two hours or 20 hours or whatever the case may be. Having been in, in Asperger's, I had no sense of time. Anyway. So uh, when I was deposited back into my body, it was with a, with a thump and I and it shocked me to become back into my body, but 30 years of Asperger's disease or 25 years of Asperger's disease was totally eradicated from my body. It was a spontaneous healing. I had spontaneously healed into coherence, not just healed in terms of the fractions of my body and the fractions of my mind, but I came into coherence. I was articulate. I, the colors around me were vivid, all the, all the fogginess that I had I had gone through and my visual perception was gone. Everything was vivid and fresh and alive. Uh, plants were alive. The colors of, of my curtains were alive. The room that I was in was vibrating and I could sense the vibrations of it. I could sense the pulsations of the vibrations of it. Uh, my um, 
my auditory senses were extremely heightened, and where I couldn't hear anything before, I could hear things 30 yards away. It was like if I was uh, in a room, I could actually hear people on the street about 40 yards away in the front of the, the condominium or the, the apartment that I was in on the street, and I was set way back. I could hear the, the entire conversation in clarity. Um, my senses were uh, extraordinary in terms of my tactile experiences, and suddenly I was experiencing these waves of well-being and also these waves of fear that had gone through my body, and waves in such a way that they were intense, in a way that the numbness that I had had before was gone. And I was, I had this rumbling of sensation of, of aliveness in me, and that aliveness was perceiving things going through me and at one point uh, a voice came to me and said tell no one of this experience and in that process what also happened was that I began to uh, notice without reservation and, and total uh, truth perception that thoughts formulated at the root of my spine traveled up my backbone into my uh, cerebellum and exploded before the frontal cortex into words and into um, shapes and images and pictures and I, I tracked easily without any kind of desire or effort the experience of those thoughts and it was quite an experience and so my life from that moment on it was nothing that I had requested that I was aware of. It's nothing that I had invited into my life. It simply was a moment of grace that the universe gave me. Again, you had no intention because you didn't know what you were missing. So you didn't ask for this kind of healing to occur. I had no reference to it at all. There was never a reference. And, and, the, and really, if you come down to it, uh, Jules, the bottom line is that what I experienced was a direct mystical connection with God. And that mystical connection, uh, I kept asking myself, what is this? What is this that I'm going through? What am I experiencing? What is all this? What is all this sensory acuity? What is all this consciousness happening? And what I, what was revealed to me was that it's unnameable, it's untalkable. There's no, there are, there is no languaging for that. I mean, I could, ex I could describe it to you all day long, like I could describe the taste of honey to somebody who's never tasted it, but they would never know what it was like until they tasted it, until it was on their tongue. So it was more like a divine healing. It was meant to happen. This was your purpose to experience this. Absolutely, yes, it was. Absolutely. It was preordained, if you will. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it was the precursor and the preparation for being who I am today. It was uh, ordained so that I might know the depth and the, the uh, connections of suffering, uh, of uh, burning off ego, of understanding people's... Uh, emotions behind what they speak and meanings behind things and it was preordained so that I was in, in a place of coherence and and so that I could help others both heal and, and grow and, and connect and help alleviate suffering and all kinds of other things of that nature. Well, that's so that started you off on your journey of which you have helped literally thousands and thousands of people. Immediately, did you 
were you in the place where you could start communicating or did it take you a while to to start talking to people to start uh, is because you're brand new it's like you're reborn it was it was it was like like looking through the eyes of a newborn for the first time but yes i could articulate immediately but it took me years to integrate because i had no idea what it was it was so vast and so amazing wow that i had no ideas i couldn't i was looking for a way to define it and obviously when you connect with god there's no way to define god or love or anything you just it's just there and you know it and so you know it's a it's spectacular and i can, i couldn't define it today i could describe it which was a, which is an effect but it's not it has nothing to do with the cause so, wow so so what happened after that when did you you became a teacher i did yes i was uh, as a student i was pretty exceptional actually i i could read and remember things and go quite deep into into thought but i could never communicate but from that Point on, I was able to then articulate and speak coherently with other people. I was able to understand them. I was able to to come into a new world of connection. And uh, yes, uh, I began to my life began to change. But I was, of course, very reserved because part of the, the fear, as I told you, I had two waves going through me. One was of an immense joy, and the other one was fear. And the fear was that I would lose it. That was where the fear was coming from, that it was so magnificent and so outstanding and so amazing, having been in all those the, those 25 years of inability to communicate, my fear was that I would lose what was going on, but it was not to be lost. It was source and a choice by source, not a choice by Harrison. And so that situation became really dramatic. And yes, it, couple, it took a couple of years for me to begin to understand what it was and then to know that it was permanent, that it was with me. So, and then to use that process or that, that the effects of that process in order to, you know, extend myself into the world. I mean, I was happy just sitting around looking at walls for a long period. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Can I mean off the cruise? I would have never guessed that. You were so fun-loving. You were like the star of the whole ship. <laughs> well, you know, I having had 30 years of not not being able to laugh or talk or any of those things, one of the greatest things that I missed so much in my darkness was the ability to laugh and have fun. Ah. See people around me all the time that were doing that, and I had no connection to how I could do that, and I so yearned for that in my life. And, you know, one of the decisions I made when I came into this discovery was that I could create joy in the process for not only myself but for other people around me. So... uh, (laughs) I, I am a party guy. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> you are fun-loving. I loved it. It was so much fun with you on the cruise. So, Harrison, how did you know after this that you were destined to go and help people spiritually to understand what the universe is all about? Jules, how do you know you're in love? <laughs> Good question. You just know it. That's what destiny is. You just know it. So there's nothing, it's not an analytical process to understand. It's that, you know, you see what happens because understand that we are not this flesh. Things go through us, through our senses, that are really quite separate from the essence of who we are. 
and uh, you know what passes before you, what presents in front of your eyes, and what presents in your senses, have something to do with with a sense of density inside of you, the frequencies and densities that you have been examining from all of the outside experiences. But once you start examining them from the inside experiences, you know they keep reinforcing this this mystical sense of why we're here and my conclusion is quite clear that there are only two reasons why human beings are on the planet one is joy and the other one is expansion how we do that is our own choice but I am deeply immersed in the joy I'm deeply immersed in the expansion and that is the purpose of humans being on this planet and again how we do that is our own choice I chose to be a teacher because I loved information because I couldn't communicate in my early years I had no ability to do that but I could read voraciously and I got a lot of information that I stored plus I became really accessible once I was out of the the uh, original uh, state of Asperger's I became accessible to you know worlds and realms and situations that I never knew could have ever existed before because I never had a reference point. And there is no reference points to mysticism. It just exists. So, you know, we don't, we don't, we can prepare ourselves for it, but the moment of our awakening or enlightenment, if you call it, or whatever you want to call it, is there not chosen by us. It is chosen by source. And so once that happens, there is no other, there's an obligation. It's a connectedness of his will and your will. Which are one and the same, by the way. So oh, really? that was a that was a choice I made long before I came to this planet. So Harrison, let's go into uh, some philosophy about life and how God or Source or the Universe really wants us to live, like you said, for joy and expansion. But why is it then? It's people are living in such misery well there are two kinds of consciousness uh, jewels that I perceive in there at least on this third dimension one is the collective consciousness and the other one is individual consciousness um, the collective consciousness are all the collective thoughts of all the human beings that have ever existed on this planet. And they are the societal thoughts that we're conditioned into, trained into the values and the, and the egoisms and the, um, and the uh, pain and the lack and the, and the um, kind of conditioning into being a good citizen so that you can fit in with everybody else. Conform, yeah, conform. Yeah, uh, the collective consciousness is about, and it's generated... Uh, from egoism for the entire planet, from all the human race, and it is, is, is culturally specific also. But uh, that collective consciousness is based on fear, ambition, and greed. And in that place of fear, ambition, and greed, we are constantly, all day long, continuously being given messages of fear, ambition, or greed, or and then on top of that, not worthy, not strong enough, not good enough, not not this or that, or, you know, need to be fixed, or all those other kinds of things. So we're given those messages on a continuous basis. And because they are handed down from one generation to another, or from one authority to another, continuously we accept them as being who we are, which is lesser than the and magnificence that we all radiate. Uh, we are at the base of our atomic structure, extraordinarily blazing white light. 
And the only reason we can't see it is because we have been conditioned to numb ourselves to it. So at the moment of explosion, like I had, you know, when that veil falls away, when we explode into the light, there's a whole other experience of truth. There's a whole other experience of beingness that emerges from us. And that is something that is beyond description and beyond name. But that experience is perception that is accessible to all things that exist. And that excess is our holographic connection to the universe, which is the fact that in every micron of being, it doesn't matter how small or how big, how vast, you know, there is pure information of everything. And we are source energy, which is the commander of that information, which is the light that exists, the formless around us. The only reason we are experiencing ourselves as flesh is that we've chosen to take form into this process that um, into this process of being thrilled through having this 1% of flesh surround our, our uh, processes, our internal processes, which we call organs and flesh and skin and all those other things. But this is just a bio suit for, for a particular time because you want to experience something like going to a football game. Mm-hmm. You know, we are really at a game of life here. We're just at this game, and we've chosen to experience it this way. Most of us may or may not acknowledge that, but in my experience, that's what it is. So it's nothing but a little, uh, it's nothing but a sporting <laughs> event. Yeah. Well, Harrison, you know, we are a success already as we are conceived, right? Because we were successful to get conceived, to, to even be born. But, in, yeah, but in, in the way that we think now, how can we be a success without the ego? It seems like in order for us to be what we perceive to be a success, we have to have the ego there. How do we do it without the ego? Well, the ego is just the collection. Like the individual consciousness uh, that we're talking about, not the collective consciousness, is, is the thing that transcends the collective. We step away from this fear, ambition, and greed that we are programmed into in order to empower ourselves. Anything that is not thought of on an individual la- level is overpowered by the collective consciousness. But when wow. you your own thinking, you empower yourself beyond the collective because now you're not influenced. You have chosen not to be influenced by the media, by the teachers, by the parents, by the friends, by the people who don't know, the misaligned and the mis- misinformed people that are all around you. You see very clearly what is there to manipulate you, what's not there to manipulate you. You see very clearly what is in your service and what is not in your service. So we empower ourselves uh, without ego based basically in order you know, by making, number one, making a decision to be empowered. I mean, a decision is, desire and decision are the the center of, you know, our experience. We can't, we only do one thing as human beings, as I've said a thousand times before, and that is to create experience. So how we do that, we do that through, first of all, desire, which is the contrast, which is the perception of what's going on around us and our choice, our conscious choice and focus on something. And the second thing is that uh, we uh, empower ourselves by not, by asking the, the fundamental two fundamental questions on this planet, which are, who am I and, you know, what am I feeling at this very moment? How am I feeling in the very here and now? So this is the first way to empower ourselves. 
afterwards, after we have begun to put those questions into motion, uh, understand that, that a whole new set of questions emerges all about you know the values of who we are as in this in, in this experience, and so there's a the ego is something that is a recording of everything we have experienced, positive and negatively, but mostly focuses on the negative. The ego is uh, is the thing that keeps us from moving higher. We have to have an ego for protection in the flesh, so that is essential, and it's uh, it's there for a particular reason. It's not nothing is here absent-mindedly. Also understand that that poverty and and success or failure and success are also choices. They are not accidental. They are choices by what we choose to focus on. Okay, so the person who is in poverty is focusing on the squalor, con, squalid conditions around them continuously. They're focused on what's wrong instead of what's right. They're focused on you know um, who is for me and who's against me. They're focused. You know why they can't or what they can't possibly do. So the person who is successful is focused on just the opposite part of that. The person who is successful is focused on what they can do, how rich and and and, and textured life really is. The person who is successful is is focused on you know how good they feel. How how can I generate better feelings on a continuous basis? How can I experience life in the most you know enormously wonderful fashion without being felt feeling like it's it's closing in on me, but rather me being the master of my conditions rather than the conditions being the master of me. So, you know, those are all choices. Our conscious mind only has two purposes, choice and focus. Our subconscious mind then puts whatever those choices are uh, into perspective from our past, uh, you know, compares it to all of our past, and, and in, that, in that process then, um, then decides whether or not to give you the direction of your choice or focus or to withhold that direction or focus. And then the superconscious, once the, the subconscious has made a choice, goes out into the matrix that exists out there, and all of us understand the matrix, I think. They understand there's more to life than us. It goes out into the matrix, and it chooses to bring back, the superconscious brings back the information, the people, the experiences, uh, and the, uh, and the uh, quality of what we, what we have put into emotion by you know our conscious and subconscious choice. Now understand that that's that that is what we call alignment, and it's really a very elegant quantum mechanism. When we are in alignment, our conscious, subconscious, and superconscious are in harmony with each other. They are in flow. And we talk about wealth or success. Wealth in the ancient Greek comes from the word flow. In the English derivation of the word wealth, it comes from well-being. But the Greeks originated the the concept, and or originated the you know description of it as flow. Everything wants to flow. Money wants to flow. Experience wants to flow. Love wants to flow. You know, uh, connection wants to flow. Sex wants to flow. I mean, whenever we are blocked, we are not in flow. So how do we get into flow? We get into flow by taking that power back into ourselves by answering, who am I, defining who am I, okay? I am, the words I am, become your definition and your announcement to the universe of who you are. And that then takes whatever you attach to the words I am out into the uh, uh, completion of that experience. Now, the reason why people don't get a lot of what they, I am, when they say I am wealth or I am joy or I am love or I am you know, wealthy or whatever, the reason they don't get that is that they, that they continuously counter-intend that. They'll say, I am wealth, and then they'll look at their bank account and say, I am broke. So, <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> so they wash out the two I am's. Wow. So we have what we call a monkey mind, which is this this continuous mind stream of thoughts and pictures that is like a TV set. And it just continuously plays all the time. And that is the ego and that is the mind. And But we have the choice, we have the ability to ignore that situation because the mind is truly empty space. If you really come down to it, 99% empty space. And empty space is something that you can relax in and perceive from. Okay, so when you are percept perceiving from the empty space, you are actually clear what is what is around the perception. So your perception is clean and true. Okay, I don't know if I can if that's explainable or if that. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's very clear. Okay, so from that space, you under you, you know the the point of your understanding becomes very very deep. And those people who meditate, those people who are sages, those people who we consider enlightened are the ones who, who see the clearest, who are visionaries from that empty space. They create from that empty place, they see from that empty place, they live from that empty place, and they utilize that 1% of flesh only as a vehicle for what they want to create on this planet. Wow. That is, oh, wow, that is so powerful. That's beautiful. Harrison, uh, I don't want to run out of time without you talking to us about the I Am City. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, thank you for that. That is, um, <laughs> that is a vision I had. Now, understand that, you know, uh, for people who want to be successful, um, there are three or four really primary uh, points that create massive success. The first of which, or principles, I guess, the first of which is self-love. The more you love yourself, the easier everything becomes. So I suggest to those people who are listening, who are in any way, shape, or form critical of themselves to really move themselves into the words, I am love, or I am loving myself. So self-love is dependent upon self-worth, self-respect, self, uh, um, and self uh, self-acceptance. Uh, so those three things uh, are the components of self-love. So I suggest for those people who are listening for whatever sex, success you want or sex you want. <laughs> okay. You know, to get into the flow of those three things, self-respect, self-love, uh, self-acceptance, uh, and self-worth. There's a disease on this planet called unworthy, which is a disease of the mind. There's a disease on this planet called poverty, which is a disease of the mind. Those things are... Those things are out of alignment. Those things are the actual antithesis to our natural state of being, which is joy and expansion. Okay. But, okay, and the first way you activate that is through an I am, and then the other thing is to, is to self-talk about how much you love yourself because we are hardwired to love ourselves at the deepest core. You know, no matter what we've done or omitted to do, we are hardwired to love ourselves. We normally, all of us, would not be anybody else in a real choice, would not choose to be anybody else, no matter what we've gone through. So this is, this is self-acceptance. Self-respect means to look at yourself over and over again in a way that is loving, okay? To look at yourself continuously, what you've done, what you've said, what you've experienced, what you've embraced, what you've rejected, etc., etc. Look at yourself over and over again in a way that is uh, loving. So it means to continuously see the best part of yourself. And then self 
uh, worth is the ability to understand that your existence is enough. There is nothing on this planet that you have to earn. You don't have to kowtow to anybody. You don't have to submit to anybody. You don't have to, you know, even to make a living, you don't have to actually earn a living. If you are smart enough and spiritual enough, you'll find that the non-doing will actually give you a better living than doing. I don't want to go into that, and I don't want to get a lot of letters about that, because, <laughs> of course, right now, but you'll find, you'll find uh, if you are uh, uh, connected, that that is a true point. If you don't, if you, if you guys, if anybody who doesn't agree with that, that's okay. I don't, I'm not into debating it, but that's my point of view. So further than that, understand that uh, vision is the next portion of success. Uh, people who are successful are generally have a vision of their success or a big vision. And the greatest thinkers on the planet and the greatest, greatest doers on the planet are people who have visions of grandiosity in, multiples, in a multiplicity of ways. So that those visions of grandiosity are what magnetizes possibility, what magnetizes energy to come into form from the formless. One man looks at a... At a at a um, expanse of earth and sees rocks and dirt and something that's non-productive, and another man looks and sees condominiums and shopping centers and and a thousand people employed. Vision is the es essence of creating great, uh, great uh, achievement and accomplishment, and also the essence of creating the the, the highest version of yourself that you can aspire to. So um, there are two other pieces of that, but I want to basically also. Uh, step back for a moment and, and say that the other two pieces of great success, first is vision, and first is self-love, the second is vision, the third is really this uh, sense of destiny that you are a unique human being, which you get as you love yourself, that you are a unique human being, but it is your mission to bring this vision into the physical plane. It is your mission. You have been chosen or you have been... Uh, um, uh, you have chosen or been chosen to, to call, you've been called to bring this experience into the physical. So that is a sense of destiny when you feel that in your, in your bones deep within you. Okay, so you have a sense of destiny that it's your mission to bring this thing, this vision into, into physical experience. Now, the third thing is, um, is really recruiting people. Now, understand that nobody, nobody buys into a mediocre vision. You can't ask somebody, uh, I mean, you can, but you won't get a yes answer. <laughs> you can ask somebody to help you in, you know, putting your kids through college, but 99% of the people will say no. You know, they say, okay, I got my own kids to pull through college. You know, I got my own. But if you have a bigger vision, if you say, well, there are kids in my neighborhood who have who have been killed crossing the streets because we don't have any parks and they have to play in crowded areas, people will pull money out of their wallets to give to you to help build a space for kids to play. Whatever the vision is that's bigger than any of us, that is large and active and, and has purpose for the betterment of other people, you know, they get money. So I had, so, you know, I, I have to tell you that I was in Bali about... Uh, two and a half, maybe three months ago or something like that. I was in Bali on the other side of the world. And uh, I, was, I woke up with this vision. So this is my sense of destiny that came to me, and I've been called to many things, but this was a, this was a huge vision for me. And uh, the vision was to create uh, what I call an I Am City, which is a new mission of life and time. It's a new vision of life and time, and it's a new mission. So what came to me was... Um, that I would, and with a group of other people, 
create a culture around the vision of this of this vision and the vision was to attract and inspire the best of the best a, a multidisciplinary complex city that raises the standards of the world in multiple dimensions its uh, purpose is to help employ thousands of people and be of such aesthetics that it'll be awe-inspiring. You know, it'll be a balance of masculine and feminine energy. It'll, it'll build great enterprise, great opportunity, great realization and culture. And it's dedicated to a higher order of reality to those people who have come into their awakening and so on and so forth and to extremely activate that awakening. The, the, ba- the, 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 the dedicated to this higher order of, of reality it uh, will generate the basis of all truths and spirituality, which is perceiving and realizing real reality, which is the goal, the magnum opus. The magnum opus means the great work or the absolute realization. And that is the beauty of all beauties, the love of all love, the highest of the high. And this city is to be devoted to direct perception of the absolute, the holy of all holies, to be created for centuries to come, maybe even millennium to come, an entire city, city dedicated to passing beyond the veil. And wow. that I can and will do this. To the, and for me, it's the, its purpose is also the endless fertilization of enlightened human beings. So the goal is to take place over the course of, um, from now to create a completely enlightened human race with the with what generates from this city so we start by designing or my 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 vision is to start by designing the biggest most elaborate magnificent fountain in the world representative of the soul the soul is a fountain of information energy and light and so uh we start by creating the biggest fountain in the world uh it's it'll be surrounded by the five elements water fire wind earth and mind at the center of the city there'll be five interlocking you know communities so just like in the you see on the symbol of an Audi they have four interlocking surface circles um, this fountain will will have four will have five districts interlocking in circular fashion like an Audi symbol only five of them the city is built around an interlocking system of districts uh, being financial entertainments cultural health aesthetics knowledge and spirituality and the basis of which is that, you know, uh, we want to build this spiritual intelligence and this action that takes us into the place of the magnum opus. And that is my vision. I am looking for, with that vision, I am looking for spiritual architects. I'm looking for people who will help build. I'm looking for financial support in that situation. I'm looking for people who will volunteer that uh, process. I'm looking for people who will help in the networking and the construction of everything involved and the people who will populate and be employed and will employ others in this process. So those people who are spiritual, uh, internally um, motivated uh, and externally motivated, I guess, but who are um, dedicated to a higher order of human being and, and a higher order of humanity and a higher order of perception and realization and love. Uh, and the basis of all this is love. Make no mistake, I'm not in any way using you know, love, the basis of all this is is uh, the experience of the, the the magnum opus, the great work of love, the highest of the highest and the holy of the, the, the holy of the holiest. So, and it's transcending all religions because it's simply spiritual. It has nothing to do with religion whatsoever. There's no liturgy involved. There's no practice involved. Wow. 
I do want to say this just for just for fun and for for profit. <laughs> <laughs> Go right ahead. Okay, uh, I know that you know I've been coaching and I've been working with students for many 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 years, and I'm very I'm very good at it. And what I find that most students want a way, they want a practice that they can do that will take them into higher consciousness. And yes, they can get closer and they can get higher and they can get they can feel more and see more and become more through particular practices. But the bottom line is the quality of your, the emergence of the enlightened field, if you will, is not in any practice whatsoever. So it's not in a religion. It is in the inquiry, the internal inquiry of what you're asking of yourself. That is what activates the internal energy or the massive consciousness, which is the mystical experience, direct mystical experience of God. So it's about asking yourself the right questions. It's about inquiring deeper and deeper and deeper, seeing more and more and more. And then when you do that, you know, that focus, that intensive focus allows the emergence of the bottom of of source to emerge within you. So I just did want to say that, and that is part of what the city will be devoted to, learning to create the, the correct questions for each of us, which is all customized. It's not; it's all on an individual basis. There's no, there is no one size fits all for everyone. So wow, that is wonderful. Okay, now if people who are listening now and listening in the near future or a year from now. How will they get a hold of you to talk about their ideas and how they can help you with the I Am City? Uh, the best way is that uh, I have a customer service uh, organization uh, with my assistant, uh, Anne, uh, who kind of contacts me for anything that's involved for my personal attention. And I can be reached through dot support s-u-p-p-o-r-t at themastersgathering.com okay great make, then make a request or make a statement of how you would like to help or how uh, you know what you would like to uh, uh, um, you know contribute to the to the process whatever okay thank you and you are a, a fabulous success coach as well um, and how can people contact you for personal one-on-one coaching? Um, again, support at themastersgathering.com. And uh, what will happen is that um, uh, I guess if you just put in the subject line, uh, Harrison, transform my life subject line, we will send you an immediate uh, uh, survey or a question, questionnaire that will uh, kind of... Um, uh, ask you uh, about the things that we need to focus on that will define, uh, you know, the needs of your, your coaching and the direction of your coaching. And as soon as uh, as soon as we have one of those and you filled out one of the questionnaires, then we know how to proceed rather than taking a long time, uh, you know, going through uh, uh, non-productive time frames. If you will fill out the questionnaire, it'll give me a direct uh, idea of what it is you may need. Uh, you know what, and how I can help you the best. So, uh, if you do it at support at themastersgathering dot com, we will send you a questionnaire. But put in, in but for that, you want to you want to in the in the subject line of your email, put in please transform my life or Harrison transform my life. And if you could do it in all capitals, that would be good. And for the other one, if you're interested in in working through and with and around uh, the progress for the I am city in the subject line, please put in all caps. I 
I am city, and then we will know how to direct your inquiries in whatever direction. So. Okay, great. And speaking of the Masters Gathering, you have an event coming up in September. Let's tell everybody about this. I do. Um, I have a very exciting event coming up in September, and that event uh, I call Extreme Wealth. Um, part of the process and progress of the human race right now is that there's a lot of energy converging uh, into the awakening of, of humanity. So uh, it's, it's massively feminine and it's massively uh, uh, um, moving at a, at a higher velocity than any of the energies that have preceded this time on Earth have been. Uh, so there is a lot of money needed for, um, the, um, for the resolution of uh, of all kinds of great things, plus a lot of entrepreneurial spirit. People, when they, when people awaken, they become much more entrepreneurial generally than they than they were before because they realize that they can make their money without having to earn it in the in the normal fashion of effort and struggle and pain and and uh, um, you know uh, angst and uh, ad- advocacy or, or you know, adversity. So people become much more entrepreneurial. So. Um, there's been a lot of money on the planet that has uh, um, right now come into into being, and a lot of it is is there for the growth of entrepreneurism. And um, I have recruited, and I am recruiting uh, people, um, further recruiting uh, people who have made ten million dollars or more to teach other people on how to how what their processes were, what their what their focuses were, what their circumstances uh, have been, and how they how they step into this embracement of wealth, which is all of our birthrights, by the way, and uh, and and they will teach at this experience in uh, Fort Lauderdale in September, um, September the nineteenth and twentieth, actually, uh, which is a Thursday and a Friday, not a weekend. Um, they will teach entrepreneurialism from their point of view of $10 million or better and what they think that people need to learn that way. And we will also, if you get on my mailing list, we will also be sending surveys as to what uh, you know people want to get out of a massive wealth experience. Now, many people can't wrap their minds around going from $50,000 dollars a year to 10 million or to multi-millions, you know, so they have to go in smaller and smaller increments. But as you become more and more incremental in the process, um, you discover more and you need better coaches, you need better coaching, you need better, you know, connection with people, you need to step out of anything that, that may have in any way, shape or form caused resentment, fear, guilt, shame, or, um, or any other kind of uh, negative emotion, anger, or frustration, or disappointment. And as you release those emotions, you then open up yourself to accept more into your internal experience of cosmic energy. And wealth is a natural byproduct of that, as happiness is a natural byproduct of that. So uh, the the uh, it will be an extreme wealth event taught by people who have made 10 million or more so that they you know that they know what they're talking about regarding wealth and this will be this will be a mindset strategy and tactics experience for people who are in the entrepreneurial direction of wanting to go to multiple levels higher than they have 
So, so where do they go to find out more about the Fort Lauderdale September event? So if they want to go to, the, if they want, okay, they can just get on the get on the Masters Gathering mailing list, and you can go to the MastersGathering.com. Right, I'm sorry, Joe. If you go on the MastersGathering.com, get on the mailing list from you know coming on to that, and then you'll get our your mails and just watch out for the for the mailing that starts to talk about the extreme wealth. So there's a lot going on. You know, and then an extreme wealth will be, you know, uh, featured on a regular basis for people who want to sign up, who people who for people who want to connect, just get involved in, you know, all the things that you know I have uh, uh, helped to create on this planet with myself and other people, with the coaches and the staff and my staff and other things like that. So, wonderful. So get on the mailing list, and you'll you'll get information on continuous events and things that we're doing. You can go to eight, you can also go to harrisoncleininternational.com and that and I think there's a um, I think we'll ha- we have a tab there for events. Uh, okay. Again, I, this was a while since we put this together so I'm not familiar. I, I really delegate these things out. So <laughs> Yeah, but thank you for telling us about it because I'm sure that many people do not want to miss this event in September. Um, It's very important. And, you know, the Law of Attraction Radio Network is all about helping people to expand and realize how easy it is to create that flow of money. And and that's, it's like Harrison said, it's your divine right so that's why we want to keep on this wealth creation. And Harrison is brilliant. And our time is out. Harrison, thank you so much. Will you come back on again and share more with our listeners? Not a chance, Jules. <laughs> Not a chance? <laughs> thank you so much. It's been an honor and a pleasure. I love doing this. This is my mission in life. So, of course, I'll come as many times as you ask me. <laughs> Well, good. Well, I expect to be called a lot. The information that you gave us today is wonderful, and I know people are going to be listening to this over and over again. Thank you so much, Harrison, and thank you for coming on the cruise. It was so wonderful to play with you on the ocean. look forward to doing it many times in the future with you, Jules, and, and with all your people. So it's great. Yeah, I loved it. I loved every moment of it. Uh, it was just a great pleasure to meet you and to experience you and, and uh, you know, feel the love coming from you and all that incredible uh and all that incredible presence and desire and, and you know, and, and this um, love of humanity in the process. So, yes, I'm really, uh, I'm really impressed. So, Ooh, Thank you. Well, thanks again, Harrison, and to all my wonderful listeners, have a great week. We'll be back with you next week with Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week with another great show from Law of Attraction Talk Radio. If you'd like to comment on tonight's show, send an email to jules at loaradionetwork.com and have a great week.